Hello, 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 and thank you so much for clicking on this podcast. I am your host, M, and I'm also very sorry for going underground for a month now. But, 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 I am back, and today's episode is going to be slightly different. Today, we're going to be talking about a book that is right. It's 2021. I still read and I still subscribe to a lot of booktube. Uh, the book is called Kim Jeong, born 1982, and the name of the author is Cho Nam Joo. Now, this book was originally published in 2016, and later on, uh, this became a bigger deal um, around 2018-2019 because it uh, got converted into a feature film. Um, and that's where the whole shenanigans started. I am a little late to the party, but uh, what the hell, we're still going to talk about it. So, if you are one interested in the Korean wave or K-pop in general, or two, if you are interested in gender studies or Asian studies, this episode is something you're going to enjoy. So, you might want to stick around for a while, Poppy. Hmm, okay. So this book is uh has been a big controversy because uh it caused a lot of um world in the Korean entertainment industry, uh, political scenario and in general started a lot of uncomfortable conversations uh amongst the normal Korean people. Or that is what I gather from the internet. I don't know. I don't live in Korea. Um also, I apologize in advance because I'm going to be taking a lot of names and I'm not a native speaker of the Korean language. Uh, so my pronunciation might be a little off. Please be forgiving. I don't mean any disrespect to or ignorance for that matter. Right. As usual, this episode is going to be divided in a few segments. Let me just tell you that firstly, we're going to be discussing about the book itself uh, i'm going to give you a little bit of a blurb then in the next segment i'm going to talk about the reception of this book i'm going to spill all the tea about who said what about what um we're going to be talking about idols comedians politicians journalists a lot of people so after that there's going to be a segment where i give you a live checklist that you can you know take off of the top of your head and see whether this book is going to be for you or not because i'm going to be telling you a lot of themes that are going to be discussed in this book and whether or not you like it if you belong to so and so school of thought without any spoilers of course no spoilers will be given or at least i'll give you spoiler warnings beforehand <laughs> anyway and lastly i'm also going to be talking about the movie of this book um and comparing the book and the movie and what you should prefer blah 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 blah, blah all that shenanigan yeah well basically the usual you know it's gonna be a bumpy ride okay section one let's talk about the book itself 
Now, um, let me give you a little bit of context. Kim Jeong was a very Jeong was a very popular name back in the eighties. So that is why um, you would find a lot of women in their thirties today with the name Jeong. And Kim, as we know, is the most common last name in South Korea. So. And that's um, kind of like a metaphor, um, because Kim Jeong is the story is meant to be the story of every ordinary South Korean woman, right? Uh, the the conflict of the entire plot is the fact that Jeong has gone a little cuckoo in the head from essentially from being a woman in the society, all that whatever you know trauma trouble hardships that come with being a woman they have kind of taken a toll on her mental health and the book the premise of the book is to dive into the life of kim jong um way back um going back till her like childhood early childhood till um the present day and figuring out where did jong go wrong and all of this is done by Jeong's husband um, because suddenly he's just taken aback that, okay, well, this is just something wrong with my wife. Um, that's the whole plot of the book. Now, I also say it in my Goodreads review uh, that don't look at this book as a piece of fictional literature, even though it is, but don't look at it that way. Don't go into this book expecting character development or rather any characterization really um it this book doesn't even have a very accurate physical description of the main protagonist so don't go into this book expecting what you would out of a novel so as i said character development or irony in the plot or any kind of like a climactic element some it's not supposed well even though it is posed as i don't think the author really meant it to be for entertainment it is it's it's kind of like uh, more of like a memoir but from like a third person's point of view so this is jeong's life uh, in many different perspectives from her perspective from her husband's perspective from uh, you know the doctor who's treating her from their perspective and there's little to no quality in writing I, I don't know if that's intentional but there's literally no quality in writing there's no sense of or maybe it's lost in translation but there's no sense of uh, of a good use of language um poetic and there's there's absolutely nothing literary in this book so don't go around looking for something that's going to like a hook you to the storyline or oh, what's going to happen next because it's not it, it's it's not something that keeps you on your toes just by the virtue of the plot no it doesn't because normally what happens is when we pick up fictional um, stories we expect to be entertained we expect that the book is going to be as such as going to make us want to read the next chapter you know um this book is actually a very very flat storytelling literally divided into different parts uh 
based on the different phases of uh, Kim Jong's life so her childhood adulthood teenage whatever um it's really really flat right um and there's no connection between these um said sections either there's nothing to look forward to it's literally as if as if somebody took her diary and then changed everything from direct to indirect speech <laughs> and even still it fails absolutely fails as a memoir um because i think the author was really going for a very not even girl next door if this is even below that ordinary sobriety of every other jane do in korea at, at the time born in 1980 something um because it's literally just that it's literally every other woman's life any other woman that you would find on the street it's it's just that it's it's nothing interesting it's very very somber but at the same time that is the beauty of it don't see it's it's hardly a 120 150 page book right so you're not in it for the plot don't look at it as a piece of literature fictional literature once you start looking at it as an instrument um in the gender studies you know literature you'll understand that it actually is a very very smart trojan horse because the author uses so many key statistics um in the footnotes um and even in her own um narrative uh, you know the through the voice of the third person narrator and chonam ju uses statistics from the un um the international labor organization um the korean government or census data it's so so very plausible statistics and she uses them either in the footnotes or she places them in her narrative so cleverly in and around um kim jong's story because she's trying to drive a point right this is essentially it's a very clever trojan horse as i just said don't go into this book um just by looking at the back cover of it and expecting you know to be entertained it's it's not supposed to be that right this is essentially i would say something that should be taught in schools because this is actually um something that i would recommend to a gender study student you will literally only be able to get past the 30 page mark and that too out of like a 120 page book um if you are genuinely interested to know what it's like to live as a human being of any gender i repeat of any gender in korea and i'm going to go ahead and say what it's like to live as a person in asia what it's like to live as a woman specifically in korea and by and actually i'm going to extend that that as well to asia um you you really have to be curious to you know ask the question what is it like to live as an ordinary person on the other side of the world if that is what's driving your motivation to um read the story then and only then will you be able to tolerate and i would say overlook the bland language the absolute lack of a conflict um or a flow in the story and you would still keep going and then finish this book within a day i guarantee you because that was exactly how i was i i i 
wasn't particularly looking for something in gender studies honestly um, because a lot of gender studies literature is is very technical and can get very uninteresting i wasn't really looking for it uh, but i was at the same time not closed off to certain ideas um, that exist you know basically in the sociological uh, sphere of knowledge so to say so i got through it i sailed through it and as you can see from other episodes on this podcast i i i i'm generally curious about korean culture right at the moment um so that's uh, and i recommend that if you're somebody who's really into the whole korean wave you should um if nothing else just to burst a bubble of your you know delusion you should pick up this book more on that later though this i'm going to give you a whole list of reasons ifs buts whys nots uh, as to why you should pick up this book but if uh but if all of this makes sense to you uh you're going to enjoy the next segment because i'm going to be talking about how such an ordinary and borderline poorly written book caused so much controversy like what could possibly be there in it to literally shake the idol industry i mean it's got to be something hella political if the idols start talking about it uh the the epitome of people pleasers in on this earth right now uh so yeah stick around stick around okay so now it's time to talk about the reception of this book in korea and let me first off uh talk about the female idols who went ahead and spoke about it uh i mean some of them didn't even speak about it they just uploaded a picture of this book um on their social media and that was enough so um two particularly um prominent women um in this whole controversy are um Irene from the girl group Red Velvet and Soyoung from the girl group uh, called Girls Generation now Soyoung um and this is I'm going to quote her directly this is what she has to say about the book quote after reading that book it was like getting hit on the back of the head things that i thought were nothing were actually being treated unfairly just because i'm a girl and quote now this is something that i felt very very accurately so chonam ju um she may not be a good um fiction writer but she knows how to get her point across there i swear to god there will be times when she will just so cleverly and by using statistics and all kinds of plausible arguments she's just going to insert one paragraph or hardly 50 or 100 words into the whole narrative and that's going to blow the wires of your mind and you'll go like ah now i get this absurd patriarchal custom and culture she will explain the reasoning behind things that were just up till now just subliminal and for granted for you i swear mind is equal to blown that is why i recommend this book as a gender studies um well um guide <laughs> because 
the explanation is so plausible so simple it's like if somebody if you didn't know that air was made up of oxygen and nitrogen and hyd- like many gases and somebody just showed you like a solid molecule of air like see this is what it looks like how would you like it's like having it's like it's like experiencing life for the first time like as your first life it's it's mind boggling um so anyway <laughs> sorry got carried away this is what so young had to say about this book by god that woman got such a massive backlash like internet hate like anything like people started um so one of the fans or somebody i don't know if they're a fan or not anymore uh, somebody commented quote she should know that most of her fans are male she has virtually come out as a feminist and i am no longer her fan and quote come out as fem okay we are closeted now okay we are closeted now <laughs> come out as feminist listen i was talking to uh, a friend of mine who who is an international studies major uh, specifically in asian studies and she tells me but um you need to understand that feminism has a very different connotation in asia and korea especially they really uh, think feminists as uh, think of feminists as man haters you know so it's they don't take feminism as equality well that shows you know i think jo namju does quote it in her i think in her book or did i read it in some cnn article i don't remember um the fact and okay cnn i get it <laughs> i couldn't have cited a more westernized source but anyway uh i remember reading that 51% of koreans um surveyed identify as non feminists well well they for some reason don't associate feminism with gender equality and so that is so this friend of mine was passing it off as an argument saying well they have a different connotation you have to decolonize your gaze when you you're looking at korean culture i'm like yeah well that's the problem with with like the rest of the world right <laughs> people get feminism wrong all the time that's because they don't want to well they want to live in denial and they don't want to accept the idea and they just want something to point fingers at and say mm, this is not quite good yet we're not quite there yet you just better yourself till you know we can find a cause to actually attach ourselves to uh that's a criticism that i'm not going to accept uh, i am this is we have to be beyond um at least definitions at this point cannot ha- this is 2021 can't have people against feminism when they misunderstand it uh with um man hating or feminism or whatever the word that they're using these days that's just 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 unacceptable and extremely childish but yeah the, that is the um backlash that uh, so young got irene got a uh, similar treatment as well like these people were out in the streets burning their merch burning their photographs general kpop hate is strong enough as it is but honestly uh, that is sad it's sad because of the following facts there was a male um, mc by the name of yuj suk who quote and quote said i enjoyed reading the book quote there was a comedian a male comedian by the name of 
no hong chul I, i'm i'm sorry for if i'm pronouncing it wrong and they both mentioned reading the book uh, they got nada absolutely zero not even a side eye absolutely nothing in fact can you believe it all of this shenanigan this all of this started because somebody some politician gifted this book to the president of south korea president moon jae in and said well this is exactly the state of 30 something year old women in our country will do something about it and president moon jae in he's an open feminist and he he read the book he appreciated the book he got nothing and nobody out in the streets burning his photographs <laughs> okay now listen to this there is a male politician by the name of and he jung who was actually praised for endorsing this book and who ironically is currently being investigated for sex offense <laughs> can you see the treatment here i mean it's it's like oh all of these male public personalities politicians idols comedians um they're getting zero backlash well and when the girls when the women start speaking out about it they they're getting massive hate and notice one thing notice one thing for a book that is so descriptive and so mind blowing the men have nothing to say about the book or the contents of the book they just have well i enjoyed reading the book or you know this is a good book i recommend this for saying just as much they they're getting clean shit whereas irene just posting a picture of that book not even saying you know something elaborate as elaborate as suyung said fucking oh she got that lady got destroyed oh well but you know she did bounce back or whatever but can you see the hypocrisy here between the actions and the consequences based on gender it's like being a male advocate of the feminist cause is either okay or praised even but being a female advocate of the same cause of the same women's cause is bad so like men fighting for women is okay but women fighting for themselves is bad <laughs> and like I mean only only in a patriarchal system would women be ridiculed to supporting a cause uh, the same cause as as men I mean <laughs> anyway last name on this list of people is RM from BTS now RM talked about Kim Jong uh, in one of his V lives uh, where he was talking about books and movies recommendations um in general and the problem is he mentioned two books one of the books was obviously kim jeong the other was human acts a novel by han kang now the problem is he mentioned both of the books so book 1 book 2 and then in a sentence he gave the well his review of the book so i think it's lost in translation as to which part of the sentence applies to what book But anyways, um, all he had to say for Kim Ji Yong was quote descriptive and 
impressive and quote um well as i said maybe some maybe the essence of his words is lost in translation but um impressive the impressive homeboy is kind of not the vibe we were going for here i mean chonam jo had i i don't know probably eye opening mind blowing um something enlightening i don't know impressive you know the agenda was to educate the reader um or sensitize the reader not just impress i, I don't know uh, that that's a very blanket what what kind of a statement is imp- well a book is impressive yeah what 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 about it does impress you does her struggle impress you does her hardship impress you what, what is it and as for descriptive well the book is descriptive yeah man the floor i'm sitting on right now is is hard floor <laughs> it's 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 100 pages written about a single topic that 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 is going to pass off as descriptive in every realm um and i'm particularly expressing so much disappointment um in rm because um well well honestly the others who was that mc um uj so who said he enjoyed reading the book yeah well him too the reason why i'm taking such disappointment at rm right now is you you call yourself bulletproof boy scout and then you go on and reserve all your boy scoutery for songs i mean i get it that you know the idol industry is is basically commodification of humanity and that's why it's supposed to be um pristine and almost borderline infantilized well that's a different discussion altogether i get it idols are not supposed to be political or whatever but honestly if other idols who had much much more on stake um just by virtue of being women went out and and, and at least had guts to say things uh, you from boy scout you you could have done a little better um i was i was really disappointed because see you have to understand men have a lot of power in this patriarchal world by just saying the words yeah yeah well that's fucked up you know just by saying as much like male disagreement is valuable even in like a locker room context that is why it's a big deal when male politicians or even the president um well well he's a president yeah but <laughs> that's why always value of the male word matters uh it's because other men <laughs> and other patriarchal like subjects of patriarchy believe men <laughs> well what can i say so i i was highly disappointed um that where he could have used some words um he just well he just decided to sit out the sword fight as did so many others who came before him <laughs> and let me tell you this bland reaction from men who just admitted to reading the book um did so little for the feminist cause 
um that there was actually this whole reverse sexism movement across korea at the time um one upping contest of sorts um oh you think women have it bad korean men have it worse <laughs> and people literally wrote parodies of the book um of similar names and parodies of this whole narrative belittling the entire cause and making it about look men's lives are so difficult <laughs> and and this one upping contest went so bad that the movie had to overcompensate for this so the feature film had to overcompensate to such extent that it had to make the male characters the husband uh, of kim jeong or kim jeong's therapist look good in order to make it truly appealing to the crowd in order for to be politically correct and and in that way the movie of literally betrayed the plot of the book because you have to understand that putting out a female centric story in a patriarchal world is rebellion itself and to wash it down with oh but look you know there's this male perspective of life as well that's just diluting the cause if you can't differentiate between equality and one upping and if you only care about a certain cause when it's time to dilute the other or overshadow the other that's 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 actually not rebellion and that's not actually a narrative that's that's just one upping as i said um so it's very sad that mm, reception by male audiences was so bland or downright distasteful or um intolerant that they had to actually launch a, um a whole reverse sexism movement reverse sexism oh god these men anyway it's time so that so that was a whole tea by the way friends that was the whole tea um on the controversy now it's time that we talk about why you should read this book i'm going to elaborate on certain themes um that this book covers and i'm going to give you a checklist as promised that if you're a certain somebody who belongs to a certain school of thought you might or might not like this book okay 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 segment 3 now very quickly let's go over the themes that this book touches upon uh, firstly because the whole conflict of the plot is that kim jeong has now uh, some kind of a mental health problem a serious mental health problem because of her life um there's a there's a subtle um discussion of the extent of medical autonomy that a woman has on her body versus the autonomy that a man has on his body versus the authority of family members and the authority of um spouses fuck spouses at the authority of husbands um in the medical treatment of um women that's the first thing um that's a theme um that would come across that you would come across in this book secondly um you know life as a girl child versus a boy child especially in asia but i think it's um it's safe to say that um aspects of being a girl child 
um, would apply to regions outside and cultures outside Asia as well. Um, another theme is, well, um, shouldering the guilt of, you know, the FOMO of your youth passing by, man or woman, whoever, um, versus shouldering the guilt of, um, you know, of the sacrifices that parents make for children and feeling the guilt of it as a child when sacrifices are being made for you. Um, you know, and another thing that you would um, come across this book, if you really want to understand the kind of family dynamics that go on in a marriage, and I'm not talking only about between the husband and the wife, um, no, between the in-laws, especially in an Asian context, the dynamics that go on between the in-laws, between the mother and um, the wife or the mother-in-law and the wife, um, that's a very interesting angle as well um, and small things that you would find very relatable um, in every household um, definitely there's so many conversations um, in this book that you'd be like ah I, I, I know what that situation is like or it's something as simple as period horror stories or you know mothers hiding money and from fathers in a house um things like that um or some more serious um issues um like well and moral dilemmas like dependence on painkillers um, especially for menstruating women or effects of military conscription that have effects of military conscription on the mental health of men and women both um a lot of definitely a lot of discussion about the gender um, pay gap um, if you don't know korea uh, amongst the developed nations in the world korea is the worst off uh, in terms of gender pay parity uh, it's the worst country to be a working woman in um, well what else what else what is sex education it does talk a lot about well the lack thereof um, given you know developed country and whatnot kind of a pretext and more importantly the consequences of um having well low sex education and then there's a whole debate around maternal leave paternal leave um you know also it does focus uh, about social issues um like the spy cam epidemic um or the mental health uh, stigma um that there is in south korea so in general a very balanced perspective balanced not in terms of issues faced by men and women no balanced in terms of issues faced by women in the world in general like general female existence and balance um with female existence specifically in an asian context now let me tell you all the female readers you're going to find this book very relatable first, educational second, um, opposite for um, the male readers. Uh, I would recommend um, if you are um, an Asian woman, uh, not Korean, but Asian in general, I don't care, South Asian, Middle Eastern or um, East Asian, whatever. If you're an Asian woman, you are going 
to look at this book and you're not going to find a single single thing not one percent that you haven't come across before and but it's going to open your eyes in a lot of different ways if you were a latino woman or if you're a woman of color you're going to also relate to at least more than 50 percent of the things in this book if you're a white woman um by default you are at the heavier side um the stronger side of intersectional feminism so you're going to relate to this book um a lot less than other women but there's still no reason why as to you shouldn't because there are you you literally your eyes will be opened um about so many aspects of why um well, I'm going. To, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Honestly, if you've ever wondered what's the fucking philosophy of a pay gap and how how the hell do women end up making so much less money for the same work, yeah, you should read this book. I swear, this book literally ended corporate cultures across the world. Um, for everybody, the ruin corporate culture is ruined now. Uh, anyway, so yeah, um, if you belong to any of these categories or if you're a man if you just want to understand what it's like to be a woman or if you want to know oh you know how to be a better man how to raise a daughter uh you should definitely read this book what you should not do i repeat should not do is watch the movie because there's a lot of um subtext that there is in the plot subtext that is filled with the words of the narrator right um reading between the lines is actually chonamju does it for you so that is how she actually opens the eyes of the reader and a lot of that subtext is missing in the movie and there's so many things happening in the entire plot i mean this is one single person's whole life that the movie just can't do justice um to it for example there is um a minor subplot about um a sexual harassment um incident that happens uh, to some to a character and in the book the reader because of the narrative uh, is able to understand the gravity of the situation from different perspectives whereas in the movie the same incident is so rushed that the impact and the gravity of the situation is completely lost upon the viewer and th- that that happens across so many different um sections of the story in order to just power pack everything into the movie they literally lost on the cinematic impact on the viewer there's no time to absorb everything and neither is there any kind of cinematic effort uh, made by the filmmakers or the script writers or whoever in order to convey that gravity uh, so film will the film will actually desensitize you or fail to stimulate you towards the cause and and that's just counterproductive so I would not recommend watching the movie. Um I would recommend only reading the book and it's literally it's a very thin book. Don't even make an excuse. I mean it's hardly not even 200 pages. So that's my two cents on this whole controversy on this whole book. Look at you. You're sticking around till the very last minute. Um 
and because you have i have something for you i didn't make a shout out uh, in the beginning of the episode like i do but let me clear it up we have added so many more listeners to our family um we have added listeners from philippines from taiwan from canada hong kong czech republic especially receiving a lot of love from the united states specifically west virginia and texas i cannot thank you enough i am so happy that um we have listeners from across the world and i only request you to share this podcast even more every share counts <laughs> I am now available on Twitter. You can find me at your sincerely m or if you want to write an email to me, you can do so now at your sincerely m podcast at gmail.com. That is all for today. Folks, get vaccinated, wear masks, stay at home, stay safe. I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now.